You are listening to an online Bible study broadcast with your hosts, Bill Ricksucker and Bernard Ramsey. Brought to you by the Christian Cornerstone Ministry. All right, guys. uh, For those of you who are chiming in here, this is, I guess, technically the official live stream number one for the series we're doing over uh, the life and teachings of Paul. Uh, Now, before we get into this, uh, I want to give you guys another reminder. Uh, Same thing we do every time. You know, if you do like these, you know, feel free to subscribe uh, either on Facebook. We're actually streaming on YouTube as well. Uh, We'll get that link out to you. you know, feel free to you know download us on your favorites podcast app. Uh, help with finances. You know that's that's kind of a, a secondary thing, but you know that that too is uh, greatly helpful. It'll help us to uh, continue on with this ministry, uh, continue to grow, and as well as buy us a cup of coffee. Yes, and uh, enter our drawing. Yes, so there's oh, still time yes, on. There's still you. time we on have, that. As of now, we have what two or three days. I almost forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Two or three days. Um, I don't have it in front of me, but I do have my own in front of me. Um, we this week is over uh, doing a drawing, and this is a monthly thing. Um, every month it's different, um, either a tangible thing or monetary. And there's no there's no gimmicks. You sign up. You enjoy. You, you drop your name in. No no. You're not you're not paying anything. You're not going to get a message in the mail, you know, every week as far as a newsletter. You can just drop your name in once a week or once a month. I'm sorry, but uh, this week itself, I keep saying week. This month is uh, we're doing a drawing for the MacArthur Study Bible. Um, the one you'll be getting is slightly smaller than this. I think maybe a couple inches, but it's just as powerful. There's just as much information in there, uh, free of charge. All you got to do is drop your name, and once you win. We'll definitely mail it to you. So uh, that's what's going on today. Uh, if Paul next could month, have carried a Bible, that's one of the ones he would have carried. I, I, you know, out of the Bibles I have, I have personally opened up, I'm pretty sure that's absolutely true. That's true. Yeah. 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 Um, and then next month we're going to be doing a monetary thing. Uh, I think uh, Amazon. I think that's what we kind of agreed upon. Yeah. So um, there's a drawing for that. You know, Amazon uh, credits for you to you know buy something nice for your uh, family for Christmas. Uh, so that's coming up. So be sure to check that out. Um, also, one of the last things we have here that we're introducing or recently introduced is our community network. That is cornerstonementors.org. Uh, we also have the website. Uh, if you go to christiancornerstone.org, uh, we have the community page on our website as well. So you can easily navigate your way to that. Uh, just introduced. There's not much on there right now, but this is going to be our means of communicating uh, with our supporters or fans or followers uh, and like we said in our Saturday uh, podcast, you know, testing this live stream out, it'll also be a means for these students uh, under the Christian Cornerstone Ministries to communicate as well. So there's a lot to that. Uh, I think that's really all we had as far as the, the big announcements. Um, and I want to thank you guys for checking this out, for watching along. Uh, now, today we're getting into Acts 17. Uh, this is the second part, actually, of Acts 17. Uh, we're getting into Paul uh, in his visit in Athens. Uh, that he's, you know, addressing the people at Areopagus. Uh, so, joining me today again, as always, would be the lovely Mr. Bernard Ramsey. Yes, hey Bill. So, always good to see you. 
excited yeah. about joining you on this Monday. This is, I think, going to be a pretty much our regular time for the uh, foreseeable future. So hopefully this works uh, yeah. for you. Yeah, absolutely. And for you guys out there uh, who uh, are watching this after the fact on the recorded version, uh, let us know if there's a better time that works for you. I mean, that kind of feedback is always helpful. Uh, that way, you know, if there is, you know, you, what you tell us, uh, a couple other people might tell us, and then we find out that's a better time. Hey, all yeah. the more the merrier. So yeah, and there's also still get that out there um, yep. on the community network. I was thinking about this today. Uh, we'll need to get a uh, category on our discussion forum for you guys to provide feedback to us as well. And that's one of the things we're throwing that up there for is, you know, a dedicated source rather than having multiple locations. Yep. Uh, this would be a dedicated source of, uh, you know, to communicate. You know, if you've got feedback or anything, that's how you can reach us. So um, without further ado, you know, let's go ahead and uh, get this party let's started. Let's get into it. Yeah, you uh, bet. Yeah. For those of you who are watching, uh, listening, whatever, however you're reaching us. Uh, Acts chapter 17, and we're going to be starting off in verse 16 today. Uh, and this is, we're going to be ended up going through the rest of the chapter as well. Um, Bernard, I'm not sure what you have, uh, what you have you uh, up to, there ready, but yeah. um, you want me to read go, it? Yeah, let's just go through the, uh, you know, like we've been doing in the past, just go over the first, uh, first section, you know, Paul and okay. Athens here. Yep, let's do it to it. So Acts 17, 16, we're using the English Standard Version. While Paul was waiting for them in Athens, he was greatly distressed to see that the city was full of idols. So he reasoned in the synagogue with both Jews and God-fearing Greeks, as well as in the marketplace day by day with those who happened to be there. A group of Epicurean and Stoic philosophers began to debate with him. Some of them asked, what is this babbler trying to say? Others remarked, he seems to be advocating foreign gods. They said this because Paul was preaching the good news about Jesus and the resurrection. They then took him and brought him into a meeting of the Areopagus, where they said to him, May we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting. You are bringing some strange ideas to our ears, and we would like to know what they mean. All the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there spent their time doing nothing but talking about and listening to the latest ideas. Awesome. Now, there's uh, what I like about this. Uh, I, you know, we talked about this in our last recording, um, yeah. which, you know, this would, I guess, we're going to make a second time here. Um, for audio purposes, we had to, had to redo yeah. this. But I mean, yeah. I'm totally okay. Bill, Bill sound was it was pretty much fine <laughs> on the last one, but boy, I was blowing people out. Yeah. So yeah, this is why we're redoing this. So. Well, uh, so we have here, you know, his his spirit was, uh, and I think you're reading from a different translation there. Um, Did I pull that from yeah. a different one? Well, what it's, do you got? I, well, I got the ESV version. I'm not sure what you got. <laughs> but maybe I maybe I didn't. Oh uh, well. All right. So well, it'll yeah, be interesting. Let's see what you got. Uh, it says that he was provoked. Uh, you know, in, in oh, him, he saw that. You know, saw the city was full of idols. Um, it, you know, Athens itself. It, it was a place that was filled. I mean, I, idols, lots of idols, as we see it here. Um, and we'll read more once we get into the section on the unknown god. But you know, the yeah, I, I can't really fathom. You know, his response. You know, his emotional concern is you've got all these people here uh you know it was a very intellectual city you had very great names uh you know such as uh plato aristotle socrates 
yep. you know, these great philosophers, and we even know them throughout history today, uh, they were involved, they were influencing uh, the people of Athens. And, you know, this is a very smart people. But, you know, these ideas that they have, all of these idols, and I think I may have shared this in the past. I don't know. I'm losing track of these recordings. We'll share it again for those of you who are chiming in. Is um, Rome in general had, if I got my numbers right, probably not. They had either about 200 or 2,000 uh, gods, gods and goddesses combined. Uh, and I say 200 or 2,000 because the flip side is, from my understanding, um Egypt, they had the other number was affiliated to them. Those are the two cultures I've looked up as far as the God count so far. So that's where I'm getting my confusion. But regardless, they had a lot. Yeah. And um, if they didn't have a God for it, they made a God for it. So, I mean, this alone is very concerning. And I think, honestly, I think idolatry is one of the greatest sins mankind can create um, because you know, in our everyday lives, we are guilty of idolatry. We're guilty of worshiping a false idol. Now, in this time, they were worshiping stone, bronze statues, gold statues, whatever you want to, whatever they were made out of, going to these altars and worshiping these man-made gods. Um, and likewise, we still have that today. Our altars look different. Our statues look different. But we're still worshiping these gods. Um, in a modern aspect, we have all sorts of gods from uh, a drunkenness, uh, you know, sexual pleasures, uh, you know, pornography, sports, video games. Um, and I think what I may have shared uh, in the last episode, or I might have actually shared in our recording is, as an example, for people who don't know me, uh, you know, they would see uh, myself. Can we get this big real quick, uh, Bernard here? Which one? Uh, oh, your your screen? The spotlight. Yeah. You know, that's a good question. Cool. Let's see. Don't break it. All right. Is that well, a little bit better? Yeah, we're okay with that. I mean, I just wanted to give a quick example here. This is just a free sample of my Star Wars collection right back here. Um, three shelves uh, just in my in my room, my computer room alone, and I've got more out uh, in my living room, uh, bedroom and such. Um, but, you know, people who don't know me, they would presume that, you know, hey, man, you know, you're a Christian, but this is kind of close to idolatry. Um, and one of the things here I shared with Bernard is that uh, my own self, you know, I, I, I try to put that balance. Uh, you know, my my interest is the word of God. I have I have Star Wars. Uh, that's a uh, collectible thing I'm into. And then I also have theological books. That's a huge eye candy. That's literature. I mean, I love that stuff. Yeah. So um, and I, I personally, you know, I, I don't I don't do much uh, as far as uh, well, I can let's say that I, there's a lot of Star Wars stuff I buy. <laughs> what I mean here is by the comparison. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I got to have that balance there. Um, and, you know, I've noticed uh, over time, you know, I was like, you know, these like there's other action figures and stuff that come out. I was like, oh, I want that one. I want that one. I want that one. And uh, I was like, you know, what's more important to me is my growing in the Christian faith and the money that I spend on this action figure, you know, I could spend on another book yeah. um, on some sort of various topic relating to the Christian faith. And, and that I absolutely love. I usually buy about three or four. Oh, you got a word down there. Idolatry. Learn to pronounce. Okay. Idolatry is plural noun. Worship idols. Okay. Basically same, same deal. Okay. Extreme admiration, love, reverence of something or someone. 
we must not allow our idolatry of art to obscure issues of political significance. Ah, yeah, totally. That's, uh, yeah. you know, there's your, your uh, little details as far as what yeah. idolatry consists of. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, we live in, we spoke about this at length. I mean, here Paul is coming into Athens and, you know, this is uh, a great city in ancient times. You know, it's full of beautiful statues and art and uh, it's, you know, it has some of the most prominent thinkers. Uh, it It is a city that is known for being one of these wondrous cities. And if you've ever played Civilization, then, you know, if, at least if you don't know your history, you know, through Civilization, that that's the case. But, you know, Paul is walking in here and instead of, I mean, imagine, you know, you going, uh, and I'm saying the plural you out there, you know, going to a city like uh, Paris or Rome or a city that you haven't visited and, you know, it knows being known for being a great city uh, in the world. And, and instead of being in awe and amazed, you know, Paul is really turned off. He's disgusted. Yeah. It is a city that, yes, in one sense is, you know, full of religion, but at the same time, it is unfortunately a misapplied belief or a misapplied uh, a practice. Uh, um, of religion. And so Paul's very turned off about this. And even those who are listening to him say that, well, Paul, you're advocating for a foreign God. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so there, so Paul is reacting to them and all of these idols and, you know, uh, they're reacting to Paul's foreignness. Uh, yeah. Well, and this is uh, actually very admirable what he does. Uh, and I'm, I'm just kind of going, you know, slowing you yeah. down there because you're jumping ahead. I got some other comments uh, I wanted to share here. Um, but the well, idea before before we do Go that, ahead. before we do that, because I'm tying this into your conversation okay. with idols, and so I'll briefly, briefly just do that, and then you know I'm stopping at about verse 18 uh, in here. So I, I just wanted to comment on that, but you know that seems to be our reaction today, it, it, at least in, in my opinion, is that. We live such busy lifestyles um, and, you know, we work more than we've ever worked before. We are communicating in multiple different ways at the same time. Um, we have less of an opportunity for this branch of, uh, of thought that, you know, people call mindfulness, being able to take a step back being able to really kind of relish or enjoy in the moment. And instead we live in a world of multitasking, in a world of stress, in a world of, you know, very, very packed days. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that automatically because our days are so full um, and because we're being asked to do so much that perhaps we do give in to those small idols more than we should. Um, for instance, for instance, you know, I, uh, you know, Netflix binging, you know, hours of playing video games, hours of checking Facebook or other social media, or, you know, something I do browsing until the end of YouTube, finding every new video. Um, by the way, look up Vice Grip Garage. If you haven't and you're into cars, it's really good. Um, watched way too many of those. But, you know, my, my point is that, you know, at the end of the day, I have to ask myself, I spent all of this time doing all of these little things throughout my day. How much time did I spend with God? 
How much time did I spend with God for my relaxation or my peace or my inspiration or my entertainment? Mm -hmm. And that's just a way of kind of reflecting, you know, and curbing what are the idols in my life. Yeah. And, and I, you know, from experience and, and we're all guilty with, uh, you know, falling into the, the busyness of life, but, yeah. you know, even busyness, you know, can, can be that idol. I, you know, I've shared this in the past, uh, Bernard, I believe I've shared this with you as well Is you know, a point in my life when, you know, I, I was, I had so much going on. I don't remember what it was, but I had so much going on that, uh, I had to actually put these podcastings uh, to the side. Uh, and you know, there was a prayer I was praying and, you know, I was saying, it's like, God, you know, for, it was for, for an, another individual. And I was asking them, or I was asking, say, God, you know, let them realize or help them know that, you know, if their faith is important as, the, as, as much as they say it is, help them to make time, uh, time with you, time in the word and, and get to know you because it's important that we make, it's, it's, it's important that we make, or we do in our human nature, make time for the things that are important to us. Yep. And then that was a huge slap in the face because I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I felt like, you know, that conviction He's like, yeah, yeah. You know, like God was telling me, he's like, really, you make time for the things that are important to you, huh? So, and I was like, okay, you know what? I get it. You're right. I've been saying my faith is important. I've been saying the ministry is important. I'll make time. I didn't have any room to argue <laughs> that much. <laughs> But I mean, we can get an idea, you know, that's our idol. If we ask ourselves, what do we have? If we make time for the things that are important to us, what are we putting ahead of God? You know, are we putting, like you said, you know, Netflix binging, video games, sports, whatever it is. If if that is coming in between your time with God, your prayer time, your, your, your daily reading of the scriptures, it's, it's time to reevaluate your own schedule. Yep. Um, and, and I think, you know, that's, it's something that, that I, you know, I personally feel should be mandatory. Well, I can't really say personally because God himself said that too, you know, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, meditate on these words that I give you daily. Yep. Um, you know, it's a command that we spend time with the Lord. And, um, you know, and when you do that, when you follow that command, you'll, you'll be a more at peace than you could possibly imagine. There is, I've noticed this, um, and I think everybody could probably relate to this, Bernard, um, you know, go ahead and throw you in there too. Um, you know, as your opinion, yeah, thumbs sure. up, thumbs down. For sure. But I've noticed, um, you know, since uh, what was it? I can't remember what's going on. Oh yeah, the um, there was some. Uh, you know, I want to go that I was working that for the summer. I was working at the um, uh, the drive-ins. I was helping them out with uh, you know security out there. Yeah. And I noticed, you know, during that time, my life in general it had more sinfulness in it. Yeah. And that was because I had so, I had at least two days that I wasn't able to do my uh, daily reading with my friend. Um, and then she herself also had uh, a day in which she was unable to. So there's a couple of days in there in general that that fell short. And I even pointed it out. It's like, hey, you know, is it me or does it feel like you're stumbling more when we're not in the word? Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah. Yep. Um, and I noticed it this week and every single time, you know, the life nature, I guess is what we're going to go with the lifestyle changes. I've noticed that change too. sin more, sin less. Yep. Um, yep. And this past week, maybe two weeks, I think is where we're at. I'm not really keeping track of this. Um, we've been reading daily with the exception of one day. But that's because, you know, other stuff going on. But every day 
into the scriptures. Four or five verses yesterday, we or chapters, I'm sorry. And then last night we went over, we finished Job, and it was 10 or 12 chapters. It's awesome. And, um, you know, the, making that a daily thing. I mean, that's, this is something that we desperately, as human beings, as believers, really need to do so that way we can avoid this idolatry of the Great. world. Yep. Um, you know, the, the, the sinfulness that comes from it. Yep. But um, yep. I guess getting that's so the- true. That's so true. I just want to, you know, share one thing. So I, I made a very short, you know, video uh, yesterday ab- about different little tools, whether it's social media, YouTube videos, things that I enjoy throughout my week to kind of keep me uh, in a relationship with the Lord. And you know, one of the things that I like is uh, a minister. His name is Sean Pinder. Uh, he produces 10, 15 minute. Uh, they're kind of mostly prayer uh, episodes, but it's a celebration of the word. You know, and he has a, a morning prayer podcast, and uh, he actually has some longer episodes as well. But he sings. He's got a great voice. He 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 reads a little bit of the word, and then talks about how it applies to life, and then uh, basically sends out prayers for blessings. Mm-hmm. And it's such a powerful podcast, and he has such a gift that when I found him, uh, I said, "Okay, I'm subscribing to you on YouTube," and I, you know, just naturally gravitated towards him. I I found that I wanted to listen to him in the morning. I found that at times I wanted to listen to him at night. You know, every now and then I would catch one of his longer episodes or when I was driving in the car or whatnot. And that little habit, that piece of, uh, of, of uh, you know, that part of my day or, or part of my morning would basically help to set my entire day. Mm-hmm. And I realized that when I do gravitate more towards sin or when I'm not, for instance, listening to that, when I'm not engaging in prayer in the morning. Um, that really affects my day. And it doesn't have to. I mean, sometimes I realize that and I'm like, no, Bernie, you're not going down this path today. God's giving you a little bit of extra grace. You know, I'm going to listen to that podcast. I'm going to crack open my Bible or, or, or watch my Bible app. And I'm getting right back into this relationship, you know, yeah. with God, um, reading his word and praying. And the rest of my day, you know, hopefully continues in that relationship. There's something I think very important to what you said, Bill, uh, and, and that is it is important to spend time with him. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. Now, um, I guess before you you know get rambling on another hour yep. Uh, yep. for this specific <laughs> topic here, well, I want to go on. Here's I mean, there's you a bet. lot Let's we have to cover here. Okay, so here we go. Um, okay, so in verse 17, you know, this is after he's seen all these idols. You know, it says that he reasoned in the synagogue, which is the temple or the church. Um, with the Jews and the devout persons. So with the religious people of the community, uh, he's in their church and he's reasoning with them. And the idea of reasoning essentially is debate. Now we've talked about this. Uh, I think I think we may have talked about this in the past. I'm getting our recordings and our conversations live mixed up. But uh, <laughs> anyways, we've, uh, you know, the, the idea of, uh, of reasoning or debating, I mean, that's something that, that's for some reason, it's become the new hype to debate with non-believers. Uh, you know, there's a point of debating in which we uh, should do, but there's also a point in which we don't have anything to do with it. Yeah. Uh, in one is aspect, 
when it comes to a non-believer, uh, or I guess specifically an atheist, uh, we should still discuss with them because they're still looking for answers. They just haven't found them. Uh, but you need to be careful with how much you talk with them. Yep. You know, I, and one of the biggest verses, I'm going to actually read this word for word. Um, in Matthew chapter 7, uh, this is actually coming from the, the uh, passage on judging others, which we're not going to get into right now. I talked enough about that. But uh, this verse, it makes it perfectly clear as far as how we were to respond to people who have no interest in hearing the word of God, who simply want to come at it as uh, a mockery. They're like, well, what does the Bible say about this? Well, how do you explain this about science? Well, you know, what about this? What about all this other stuff going on? So they're just trying to basically stump you. That's all they're trying to do. Yep. What are we supposed to do to this? The words of God says this in Matthew chapter seven, verse six, do not give dogs what is holy and do not throw your pearls before the pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn and attack you. And the point of this is essentially saying that, and the dogs are in, in reference to the non-believers or the ones who are, or, well, I guess, yeah, universal non-believers, the non-Christians. Don't give them what is holy mm-hmm. and don't yep. give the pearls what is precious to the pigs. Again, you know, the same narrative. The pigs are those who are outside of the body of Christ, you know, unless they trample them. In other words, they don't take it to heart. They don't embrace it, but they're just wanting to, it's like, throw it under the bus. Yes. Here's another one, Matthew 10, 14. Uh, and if anyone will not receive you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet when you leave that house. Yeah, so there's a certain point in which we should discuss the word of God with non-believers. But if, if when we get that sense that they're not interested, that's when we stop. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I, you know, I make that perfectly clear. I've actually had quite a few conversations with many people and they've, in their perception, they, they've still felt prideful that they've stumbled. It's like, no, it's just a waste of breath. And, uh, you know, there's also the non-believer who's actually seeking these answers, who wants to know. It's like, well, you know, you guys say that your God is this way. You know, uh, for an example, slavery, we'll throw that in there. You know, the, well, the Bible condones slavery, doesn't it? You know, and there's, you know, the non-believer, the, the one who's seeking. Right. It's like, well, yes, but no. And you got to go into an explanation with that, which I'm not going to get into right now. But to a point, yes, the Bible does condone slavery. The no part is it condemns slavery in the sense as far as we understand it. For example, yes. you know, the American nature with the Afri- Af- African community yes. what, some hundred some years ago. Yes. That's the kind of slavery that's condemned. Yes. But uh, he's it's interesting that he's in the church and he's debating with not the non-believer but the believer on the deity of Christ right. yeah. uh, or more specifically the deity of Jesus, because Christ himself or Christ that he's mentioned in the, in the old Testament, not the name Jesus, but Christ, the Messiah, uh, the appointed or the anointed one. He is mentioned painted all over the old Testament. Yeah. So he's reasoning on who Jesus is and that he is this coming Messiah that they've been waiting on. Um, and, and that's the, that's the kicker there. He, he's talking theology with a very intellectual crowd. Yeah. yeah, very intellectual um, so much. And even more so he's doing also in the marketplace. And it says every day with those who happen to be there. Now, what's interesting, and I, I put this down in our last recording and I still fail to see, I, I completely disagree with this. And, and I have, I say this because I have not found anything biblical to support it at all, but I've heard ministers, uh, 
and, and you know, I, well, like I said, that'd be a narrowed down to uh, ministers and pastors say that Paul himself, you know, he preached everywhere, but he preached uh, after he earned the right to be heard. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, I personally haven't found those that you know that kind of text within the scriptures. I've, I've learned it all growing up. Yep. So I naturally it, assume yeah. it's in there, but I have not personally found it. And here we get a good example of this. You know, he didn't wait to be heard. He didn't wait to be respected. He he went there. He went to Athens. He saw these idols. He went to the temple. He talked to the teachers. Um, and even so, he went outside of that. He evangelized in the community. He went to the marketplace every single day to those who happened to be there. Anybody that would listen. He didn't know. There's many people he probably didn't know, but yet he was still evangelizing to them. He was still ministering. He didn't wait to earn that right. He started, and then he was either accepted or he was rejected. Yep. Uh, we see that with Paul, uh, was, Paul was very astute. I mean, he had you know a history of uh, of uh, service in in government. Uh, he had spent over a decade. Uh, with the, the disciples, and he has traveled. He has learned about communities. He has learned how to talk mm -hmm. uh, to communities. Uh, even though he got thrown into prison, uh, uh, he, you know, he he knew how to communicate. But that didn't stop him from going where God wanted him to and preaching the word. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, you know, going into uh, going into Athens and uh, preaching, you know, this religion, he knew that he was going to get some reactions. I'm not sure that he knew what kinds of reactions that he was going to get. Um, but, you know, very early on, we can see that he spoke to uh, religious communities. He spoke to the philosophers uh, uh, who held, you know, the Epicurean and Stoic philosophers held some pretty interesting views, but were mm. religious. Um, and then in the marketplace. And so, you know, we see three different, at least three different kinds of audiences that he's speaking to. Right. Um, he's a brave man. Yeah. And, and you know, he, he's a man in which I, I admire a lot. And, and, and it's a really, I, I would say if, if, if there's anybody, how do I want to word this without uh, coming off blasphemous, Paul himself, and I think this is where it comes, because Christ himself, we have three years of his ministry, of, of what he taught. Paul, he's got not just, well, I guess you by comparison. I'm not saying we should worship Paul, but I admire him, and I love, I would like to know more about him. Yeah, me too. Me because too. when I see Paul's writings, I see Jesus Christ. I mean, we, we, we know this clearly, that the Bible itself is the word, the written word of God. Amen. But you see that character of, uh, you know, of Paul. This isn't Paul's character. This is the character of God. And it, it relates to Jesus. I mean, if, if, for example, going back to the whole, if we, uh, you know, if we wait to be heard and if we, if we earn the rights, you know, look at Christ's teachings. He didn't earn the right. If anything, he was the most disrespectful man uh, to the religious community that there is. Yeah, or at least uh, they the that way. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and the purpose, his purpose was essentially to draw the, I guess now that I think about it, is to start a reformation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and, and it's crazy, you know, on one hand, and I mean, I won't go down this rabbit hole, but it's crazy to think that, you know, he was fulfilling the prophecies of the Old Testament. And oh, yeah. yet, and yet it was seen as such and yeah. predicted as such. 
Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Again, yeah. there's a, a lot we can go in with yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're gonna have to hold off on the yep. Yep. prophetic stuff here for yes. now because I'm, I'm. Yep. Getting yep. my brain going too. But um, yeah, because we got what two was it? Verse eighteen is where we're at. Yeah, verse eighteen. Uh, Epicureans, the Stoics, others said he seems to be, or some of them are calling him a babbler. In other yep. words, he's speaking mindless talk or, and, yep. you know, stuff that's not related. Because these people are well religious, well intellectual. Yep. They were admirable in their religion. Yep. But the reason this man's called a, a babbler, and I think, uh, Bernard, I think you actually mentioned this uh, in our yep. recording, um, was that he was bringing in a new, in a sense, he was bringing in a new religion. He was bringing in a new religion, and in in some ways, I, I thought about this since I think it, the the term was cock sparrow, uh, basically one who picks up scraps. And okay. In in modern day, th this came to me, but you know, this is this is I, I think this might be a, a helpful piece for some people in our audience. You know, you'll see videos and you'll hear people out there say. That, oh, well, Christianity is just a cobbling together of some old religions. Look at the old Roman mythic religion. Look at this religion, this set of beliefs. And in some ways, even Paul, the disciple, was seen as such a yeah. cobbler, a person who is pulling together scraps. Um, when in fact we know that's not the case, we know that you know that Jesus was in fulfillment of uh, the prophecies of old and uh, Messiah, but the it's interesting that Paul gets the same reaction, you know, uh, thousands of years ago, and we're still hearing some of the same things online today, where people think that they've reached some sort of nirvana and said, "Well, look here, look here, you know, this religion had a sun god, and the sun ended up dying and was resurrected." and these philosophers who were familiar with those ancient beliefs because it was closer to their time period, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, some are seeing Paul in this way. But Paul has something a little bit later on, and I'm not going to give it away, that really just kind of took them to the next level. Yeah, I think I know where you're getting at. So let's, yep. uh, I'm, yep. let's, I'm not going to say it. Okay, yep. awesome. Um, yeah, so he's he's bringing in a bunch of stuff here, and then the responses he's given is that you have where we at. Uh, uh, may we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting? This is, this is nothing new. Uh, I mean, perhaps to them, as far as their personal understanding, perhaps, but even Christ Himself, I mean, his, his teachings was was nothing more than the fulfillment of the, of what's already been written. Yeah. Um, and if it was new in understanding, and and Paul's essentially, which we'll find this out here in a minute. Um, you know, just how old uh, his teachings really are. And if anything, these teachings that they were believing here in Athens would probably be a little bit more newer. Uh, but they wish to know, therefore, uh, what these things mean. Now, all the Athen Athenians and the foreigners who lived there would spend their time in nothing except for telling or hearing something new. Um, so... <laughs> They were a society that was obsessed with the newest. Yeah. I mean, they the wanted latest the latest thing. and greatest when it came to thoughts and religion and philosophy. Yeah. Well, and I think this is where he gets his foothold in, which we're, we're going to get into here in a minute, is because to them, Paul's teachings were new. And he's like, bam, I got the candy right there. Mm -hmm. You know, there's the bait. So this new philosophical idea, this new religion, these new well, religious ideas, it's like, you know, they'll, they'll embrace it. Because they're always searching, 
Um, and as we get into this, uh, you know, we're getting into the the piece of the resistance. It's, well said. <laughs> yeah, I, this by far is my favorite part of this entire chapter. Yeah. Um, if I, it would probably be really close to my favorite part within the entire book, hmm. um, the Bereans and uh, this unknown god. But let me uh, actually read this section here. So Paul was standing, starting verse twenty-two. Paul was standing in the midst of Aragopis and said, "Men of Athens." So he's announcing the, the, the whole congregation or whoever's there with him. Uh, men of Athens that in, I'm sorry, uh, men of Athens, I perceive that in every way you are very religious. So he's not, it's not necessarily that he's commending them, but he's just recognizing that they are very religious. Um, for I passed along and I observed the objects uh, your, of your worship. I found also an altar with the inscription to an unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this is I this I proclaim to you, the God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor as he served by human hands, as though he needed anything, and since he himself gives all gives to all mankind life and breath and everything, and he made from one man every nation of mankind to live. On all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and boundaries of their dwelling places, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each of us. For I'm going to stop here with this uh, quote. Uh, For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of our own poet or as some of your own poets have said, we are indeed his offspring. So, in this, I mean, I, there's a, a huge amount here, but the unknown God, um, you know, and, and share your little goat story here in a minute. But what I love about this, <laughs> sorry, I don't know what else to call it. No, no, that's good. It's All good. right. So, this unknown God, it's not that, uh, that they really, it's not like Paul is saying, this God that you don't know. This God you're worshiping that you don't know, this is God, but he's actually using this as a means of saying this, this God, you have no idea who he is. This is the one you should be worshiping. But, um, I mean, in this community, this was a, a very religious people. Uh, they had a an idol to anything as far as a pencil, uh, you know, well, a goat, as I mentioned, you know, a little race car. They had a little race, well, they didn't have a race car, but anything you could possibly think of. If, if there was some significance in life to it, there was a, there was a God to it. And it was they were so religious that you have these hundreds of different gods and altars within all of Athens, all of it floating around. But there's this one that we don't know about. And this was basically a safety precaution for them because pagan gods, they don't care if you have any respect for them. They don't care if you hate them. All they want is you to bow down, worship and give some sort of act of recognition to them. Uh, and that's the difference between uh, the Christian God, which he, he's not after the actions. He's after the heart. But it, you could com- completely hate these, these pagan gods, you know, uh, disrespect them in all manners, not have any care for them. But as long as you came and you gave your offerings to them at the appointed times that you're supposed to, that is what appeased the gods. It was the action itself that they wanted. Yep. So... What they're doing here is this idea of having an altar to an unknown God 
this was a means of saying there is a God that we don't know. And if we don't recognize his worship, if we don't come to him and I don't give offerings, he's going to smite us and we're going to feel the pain. So this was their way of saying, we don't know your name, but we're going to give you something anyways and hope that that, that appeases you and we don't feel your wrath. Yeah. Um, and Paul himself, he goes ahead and, and uses this to his advantage. Now, before we get into that, Bernard, I want you to share your goat story or sheep story. So, it is a sheep story. Uh, and I'm going to see if if I can uh, uh, paste it. Give me just a second. Let's see here. Okay. Um, and that way I can just go to this screen and people can read along. Let's see if this works. All right. So Chrome tab. There we go. All right. So can you see that? Barely. Barely. Okay. Well, let me go full screen. There we go. Maybe that is. Can you oh, zoom in a little bit? Yeah. There we go. That'll work right there. So Epimenides of Crete. So apparently there was a, uh, and I thought this was an interesting story, but it also, you know, is a testimony to just um, how idolatrous uh, and polytheistic this culture was. But uh, basically there was a plague going on uh, in the Greeks uh, with the Greeks in Athens, and uh, Epimenides gave them a solution to this plague. He said that they must gather a group of sheep, both black and white sheep. Then they must bring them up to the Areopagus and release them. Each sheep must be followed, and when each each sheep first became tired and laid down to rest. Epimenides told them the spot must be marked for each sheep. Then offerings must be made to the local God at each of those locations for some God somewhere must be responsible for this plague. So they're trying to cover all their bases here. And that is how they could find and satisfy that God's anger. And so basically in the, lo in the locations in which, We just lost that connection in there. There we go. We should be back. Okay, we're back. Yes. Um, but in the locations in which a sheep laid down and uh, it was not close to a God's altar, um, basically that's where the saying of to the unknown God comes from because, again, they're wanting to cover all their bases and not having the God, uh, the God creator of heavens and earth, the Christian God, uh, they're basically left to try to cover all of their bases and, you know, right. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's really cool. Uh, you know, as we're getting into this, but is, it gets uh, an interesting intro for Paul to use yeah. talking about. Yeah. And, and it's not to say that, well, I guess we'll save that for another time, but, um, because there's certain aspects I, I, I'm still thinking about that. We'll, we'll, we'll share that, uh, that later, but, yeah. um, he, this is his, this is his uh, his doorway. This is, this is how he's getting his foot in this unknown God, and, and it was clear that that the God of all creation, he was truly the unknown God in Athens. Um, and quite honestly, it's very concerning that we, he's an unknown God within the community of Christianity today as well. You know, some churches, um, and you know, you can use the churches in Revelation to support that. Yep. Um, <laughs> That's coming class. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, something we're yep. working on. Yep. Uh, which we'll definitely have to get a couple of those out. And really, every single day that goes by, I'm really excited at that. It's like, hey, we got this. And it's like, we don't have it yet. And I keep thinking yep. we need to get something. So yep. I, I'm really excited for it all to, to tie together. 
uh, in due time, of course. But, you know, he, he uses this to his advantage to say this guy that you don't know, let me introduce him to you. He's bigger. He's better. He's a lot cooler than all these other guys weighing in at some odd thousand pounds. The great, the one, the only Yahweh, Jehovah, yep. Yep. God of all creation. Amen. And uh, yeah, there's what he says. You know, he says, uh, he, you know, he's, he's the one who made the heavens of the earth. He does not dwell in these temples like your false gods would. Um, he is not served by human hands. Uh, in other words, he's heard, you know, more served by the celestial beings. Um, he has made everything. He has made every nation. He has made all of mankind. Uh, he has determined the, the, the time as far as how long everybody would live. And he has made boundaries for all these nations uh, that they should that should seek God. And, and this this ties in. I guess I wasn't really going to go this route, but that's one of the kickers that um, uh, we'll try to have to fast forward this because we're running short here. Um, Romans uh, three, I want to say chapter three is it's uh, you know talking about uh, creation and the, the creation itself uh, gives praise to God. Uh, and we see that we see God's evidence in creation. I mean, if you look, if you go back far enough, and if you really want to throw science in there, which I, I would uh, advise you to, you know, because it help give you a little bit of better understanding. But every possible thing that you can think of has a source. You know, a piece of plastic that comes from oil. Mm -hmm. um, you know, your the the paper that you write on that comes from the trees. The the the, the steak that's sitting in your your uh, your fridge uh, should be in the trash. By the way, I'm not a big steak guy. But that steak, I mean, that came from a cow. That cow came from the ground. Everything that we can possibly use today came from, you know, the basic construct of creation. Yep. And that alone is, is, is why we should give recognition to God, because it all points to him. And when you ask yourself, it's like, okay, well, we're, we're, who made this? Who made this? Who made this? Eventually, you'll get back to a point where you don't have an answer. Yep. Um, was it... Um, evolutionists they talk about the big bang theory and the biggest question you've got to ask is like okay what caused it yep. if that actually happened there's something behind that that something is not a something that's a someone and that someone would be god of the cosmos of the universe yep uh and i think that's essentially what his point is here it's like you know you guys have all this such beautiful stuff here uh, by human standards um but you're really missing the point you're worshiping all of these gods, but you're not worshiping the one that you really should. Yep. And, you know, it's, it's just really so profound and we don't have enough time to go into all my thoughts on this. Um, but I, I, I really introducing them yeah. to, you know, he's laying the foundation for, you know, because he's going to talk about Christ and he's going, well, I'm not going to, but he's going to talk about some pretty wild stuff to them in the next few verses, but he's laying the foundation for where the son of God is mm -hmm. from and whose son he is and why what he's going to talk about is such a big deal. Right. Yep. Um, well, I guess, uh, unless you have another comment. Yeah, let's move. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. No, spoilers. No, no, I didn't. Spoilers. Yeah, yeah. No spoilers. All right. No spoilers. Okay. No spoilers. All right. All right, so in verse 29, uh, being then God's offspring, this is the declaration that he's saying. He's like, everybody that's been created, we are the offspring of God. We ought not to think that the divine being 
referring to God here. A divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed in the arts and, excuse me, an image imagination of man. The times of ignorance God overlooked, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed, which is Jesus. Uh, of this, he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. So there's the introduction to Christ. But yes. we, what he's saying here is, is that don't essentially don't put an image to God. Don't, you know, whether it be uh, made of gold, of silver, of stone, uh, this image, you know, this is this is mankind's imagination. And I, I think I may have shared this in the past. Um, I share this example in the book I'm working on uh, relating to idolatry. If you were to put everything that you could possibly think of. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Keep that up. That's awesome. That's that's is, is that that's supposed to be uh, Athens? Is that yes. what actual? OK, yeah. cool. Um so there's, yeah, there's Paul speaking uh, to the people of Athens. And one of the things in which we we can relate to this as, you know, we, we have these idols, but we can even have God be an idol as well, a false idol. And we do this, and I'm going to actually, you know, I'm going to play with this a little bit. So those of you who are listening in, watching along, I want you to actually just kind of follow with me. Everything that you understand about the nature of God, his character, his being, everything that he's done and everything that he is. If you were to take a couple minutes to just meditate on it and think about that, who is God? And everything that you can possibly think of, if that's it, if that's all that you have, if that's all that God is, that's your idol. Because while God is knowable. It is. He does reveal himself to us. We will not fully comprehend the full nature of God until we are in our glorified bodies in his presence. So rather than saying that everything we personally know as being God, we need to be more fluidic with it. It's like, what don't I know? What don't I understand? Much like these Athens, these people of Athens, this is where I got to give them some respect. You know, they wanted to know more. And Paul's saying, I'm going to give you more. But he's saying, you know, this God is bigger. He's better than everything he got. He's not, he's nothing made of gold. He's not made of stone. Anything that you could possibly think of him as and try to you know, to form some sort of artistic sculpture to, to fit this deity, that's not him. And the time, like we said here in verse 30, he says the ignorance of God or the times of ignorance God overlooked. But now he commands all people everywhere to repent. And this is something we have today. There, There is... There's no way, no possible way mankind can be ignorant to the word of God and to God himself because he has made himself known. I mean, we have the word of God here, uh, the, the Holy Bible. This is how God has revealed himself to us. And if we reject this, we are, re number one, rejecting God, but we're also being ignorant too. Yep. Uh, the believer's life should be focused around uh, the scriptures. It should be focused around understanding it. And if it's not, then we're ignorant, yep. ignorant to God and his word. And, you know, we, we're, we're just as guilty as the non-believer mm -hmm. uh, in that uh, point. And God says is the point of ignorance is over with. You know, like we like I mentioned in, uh, in Romans that, uh, you know, the evidence is in creation. If, if you're not seeing that, then, then you're blind. 
There's a beautiful mystery in the word of God. Oh yeah. An absolutely beautiful mystery. And, and, you know, being a person who studies the word and, you know, taking that, if, if, you know, our reader, if our viewers out there, you know, have desired this, if they are hungry to study the word, if they are concerned that, you know, that they don't have the skills or the background or, or, or the tenacity to do it, just start, Mm -hmm. just start reading the word, join in Bible study. God reveals himself, not only in his word, but you have the spirit as a Christian to help guide you. You have a community and it is a beautiful mystery. It's a story of God unfolding and communicating with you until your last days. Yeah. And in, yeah, I, I just wanted to comment on that because I think that absolutely, I mean, it is the word of God. It is the truth. And, and Paul was saying something I thought also very cleverly and profound here uh, when he talks about, and I'm sorry, I pulled the wrong translation, but you know, when he was talking about, uh, therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone. He's not only referring, you know, to the statues uh, that are found throughout Athens, but, you know, the idea that God is contained in a specific place Mm -hmm. because it's very, you know, it was very common for them to have to go to the temple of Athema or the, or, you know, a temple of Zeus and pray and do offerings at that specific temple because that was the home for that particular God. Um, And so he, he's not only, I think, commenting very cleverly um, about the nature of the God of creation that he is talking about, um, but also uh, uh, just a, a little bit different because, you know, they don't have the Athenians here don't necessarily have that point of reference. They don't have that house or that temple yet. Right. This unknown God. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't, I'm kind of getting excited here. Yeah. Um, yeah so. Should we move forward or? Yeah, yeah let's okay. move forward. I'm, I'm okay, and if the spirit moves you and, you, and you're going to say it, say it. <laughs> All right. Um, where are we at here? Uh, 32, uh, 32. 32. Okay, so now then they have uh, they uh, heard of the resurrection of the dead. And this is, uh, I believe, a, a declaration or a, a statement um, being made, you know, that of, of Paul's uh, evangelism to them. But now they have heard of the resurrection of the dead. Some mocked. But others said, we will hear you again about this. And so Paul went out from their midst, but some men joined him and believed, among whom also were Dionysus, and uh, the Arab Arabicites, and the woman named Damaris and others with him. So, and I think, I guess, thinking over this verse here, I mean, this is very beneficial to you know this this is a, a, a one day event i believe or maybe a couple days perhaps what does it say here day okay every day in verse 17 it says every day so he was there for a couple days uh a couple weeks or so i personally don't have a date as far as how often or how long yep. um did he have but, an extended stay yeah yeah and he he's not and i i gotta stress this a lot dear i gotta stress this a little bit more it's because i you know I, i'm unless 
somebody can provide me, which, you know, please feel free to, if, if you, if you know of a, a scripture verse that can support this or come against my claim, please do. Um, I really think we need to ditch the idea completely of earning the right to be heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we as believers, uh, or at least in the modern day, we're so focused on getting that relationship with people before we evangelize to them. Yep. And yeah, it can be good because, you know, it's not, you're not necessarily going to talk to a stranger. You're not necessarily going to listen to a stranger. Some people might. I mean, I like to talk. I talk too much. So I'll talk to anybody. But um, generally speaking, before you can you throw something really hard at somebody, you know, essentially saying you're, as we find here, Paul's essentially saying, you know, your guys' worship is in vain. Let me show you the real God that you should worship. You're talking about something that's very personal. And and Paul's not waiting to be friends with everybody to be heard. There's people he don't he doesn't know. There's people who don't know him. Yeah. Um, there's he doesn't know their personal struggles. He doesn't know their personal faith. Yeah. But what he does know is the community as a whole is in very, very uh, big danger for worshiping these false idols. And he is going so far to boldly proclaim you guys essentially let me introduce you to Christ. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, like, like I said earlier in the beginning of this, and I guess we'll uh, get ready to close up here uh, is yep. that's two things, Bill. Go ahead. That's for you based on what you just said, <laughs> preach it loud and preach it proud. And it's also yeah. a call to our viewers and fellow Christians out there, preach it loud and preach it proud. And if you are worried about what you will say or, or, or talking out loud, the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say, Luke 12. Yeah, and that's actually awesome that you put that out there. You know, I've had some people uh, in general that I've talked to uh uh, about their struggles and there's some stuff I didn't even plan on speaking and, and it just kind of went that direction. And then, you know, it took a personal note too, uh, to the individual. It's like, you know, I, I like, I remember there's one, well, I'll share that another time. We're short on time, but yeah, I mean, we, you know, the first thing that, uh, the believer should do is to be willing to preach it loud and preach it plowed, 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 plowed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, we don't know. Hashtag, hashtag plowed. Hashtag plowed. Hey, hey. Uh, you know, if we were running a contest, <laughs> if we were, you know, for extra uh, uh, entries, which we will, that could yeah. have been our word for the week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> plowed. Yes. Um, yes. Oh, I love Preach it proud. Yeah, we don't know how long we're going we're gonna to meet this person. You know, yeah. this could, we could only see them for a day. We could see them for a week. Um, in somebody, uh, we if this is our only chance, then we completely missed it. So we need to, as believers, take every opportunity. And I'm not saying to go throw a Bible at everybody's face every, every, every time you come across somebody, but if the topic of faith comes along, you know, even if it's a new stranger, if, if it comes along or you see some sort of opportunity like Paul did here in Athens, if you have that opportunity to preach, if you have that opportunity to teach, if you have that opportunity to tell people about Jesus Christ and everything that he is and has done, do it. Yes. Amen. So if you're at, if you're around them at a conference for a couple of days or it's the person that you are standing behind, uh, you know, in the checkout line. Yeah. Examples and witnesses to Christ. Yeah, Amen. most definitely. 
Uh, that's really all I had uh, for this. I mean, we uh, 59 minutes. Awesome. Thank yep. you. Yep. So Absolutely. Uh, Bernard, did you have any other comments you'd like to throw in there? I don't, uh, you know, we, I'm very, very, uh, uh, thankful to, uh, be able to do this again with you, uh, Bill, I hope that I saw, uh, online that we already got a couple of, uh, likes and a couple of hearts, um, on this podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, for those of you who tuned in live, please, uh, spread, uh, the word. I hope, um, that in the future, uh, that we can also hear from you in chat. Uh, we will definitely, if you would like, uh, us to respond to those comments. We're watching the chat and the comments. Yeah, there's one thing uh, I'd like to throw out there as we close this up. Please. Um, what I mentioned to you before this broadcast is um, our, which I'll we'll have to get that link out for you. I'll put that in the description once we uh, once this video is processed. Um, the, uh, the 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 platform we're using to host our podcasts. Um, it's the same. It's a very awesome platform, but it's Anchor.fm. We have a channel on there directly, or again, you can check it out on Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, wherever else your podcast channel is. But but specifically with our Anchor channel, individuals have the opportunity to go to our channel yes. and record an audio message. Uh, so if that's something you would like to do, uh, if you have a question about something that we've uh, spoken about within this pre within this current uh, broadcast. Uh, feel free to go ahead and throw a recording up there, ask a question, give some feedback, whatever it is you got. And we'll go ahead and share that in the next recording or the next broadcast next week. Uh, we'll try to keep this going. I uh, have to be habitual, get that, uh, get that in, on hand. Yep. And, and um, going, you know, going along with what we say, you know, preaching it loud and preaching it proud. Um, we absolutely will honor that. And if, you know, we, if you want to be a guest on here in the future, whether it's for a few minutes, maybe there is uh, a story that you've heard something that is extremely uh, or, or, you know, personally relevant and you feel, that this is a story, a message that you want to get out about a particular Bible reading. We would love to hear it. We would love to be a platform where you can share that uh, and minister to other Christians. So yeah. please uh, reach out to us, whether it's on uh, the Anchor FM uh, and leaving a message or comments or uh, email. So Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Uh, that's all I have here. And I wanted to leave this uh, with it, uh, leave this with what we're going to be going over next week. Uh, for those of you who wanted to, to catch up with this. And once we get done with that, Bernard, you're more than welcome to go ahead and end, end the broadcast. Okay. Uh, the next, next chapter we're going to be going over is Acts chapter 26. Uh, this is essentially the, the life uh, from the life and story to a king. Uh, so that's what's going to be going on next week. And again, most likely a, a two-part uh, piece. So I just wanted to let you all know that for those of you who are listening in. Uh, and I look forward to talking to you then. Again, subscribe, uh, support us, uh, check out the community, Cornerstone Mentors. That's a plural. It's cornerstonementors.org. Uh, again, you can check that out by going to our website, christiancornerstone.org. And there's a community uh, page as well, which will redirect you. Uh, to that. So uh, without further ado, you guys have yourself a very wonderful week. Yep. May God bless you in your evening and day. Amen. Amen. Take care, Bill. Take care.